Welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast, where we explore the detail of what it really takes to achieve great success in the business of property developments and investments. Now let's get into this week's episode. Very warm welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast. It's Nigel Green here from the Equa Academy, and I am super delighted to have with me today, Latoya McDonald. Hi, Latoya. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. And how are you? Yes, good. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Excited for today. Oh yes, absolutely. And thanks very much for joining us today. It's, uh, it's. I'm sure this insight is going to be really, really brilliant and you know the listeners are going to really engage with all all the learnings that you've had thus far so i mean just for the listeners um would you mind introducing yourself and maybe just give a bit about your background yeah sure um so as people can probably tell i'm not um from england or cornwall um i'm originally from new zealand so i've got real estate backgrounds there uh moved to cornwall in 2012 and kind of been on this journey of um i had a decent sized rent to rent business um i've got the living agency we've done service accommodation hmo portfolio so so yeah so it's all everything's property <laughs> Oh, amazing, amazing. You've got so much, many things on the go at the moment, honestly. it's. I don't think we've got long enough in this podcast no. to go through everything, but we'll do our best, eh? We'll do our best. I mean, what what made you choose property as a vehicle to, to wealth and success? Gosh. What, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I think really, probably if I think back to it, um, and I have thought about this a couple of times as well, but um, I got into real estate in my late teens, so um, into selling real estate. And if I really, really, really think back to, because um, my family weren't in property at all, um, never, you know, I come from a completely different life that I live now. Um, and when I was in high school, my auntie worked in a real estate company and she was um, a divorced lady and, you know, uh, you know, hang out with my cousins. And she, I could see she was doing well for herself, you know, and um, I guess it kind of got me thinking, you know, what's different between her family and my family and just little things like that, really. And um, I think that kind of got me got me interested in it. And then um, and then I left high school and no qualifications, uh, but I did start out in a real estate company um, on uh, in, in New Zealand. You, you walk in, you have a, a dedicated receptionist. So, uh, so that's where I started in a oh, real estate amazing. company doing that. That's amazing. And it's really interesting to hear, you know, how your family and sometimes family members influence your decisions going forward. Yeah. Sometimes it's not so you sit down, you properly think, where did this come from? Because it was not my family life at all, not my immediate growing up environment to be in property. So, yeah. Yeah. I know that. Very similar story to me. Very the journey to property was quite diverse. Um, my my dad was a, a policeman, um, so that's where I was destined to go. You see, that was mm. kind of the the route by being influenced by uh, by dad. Um, I also was quite handy with my hands, so I I enjoyed you know tinkering with all sorts of things. And um, my, my second was to become an electrician. That was my my thing. Oh wow! Always and, a good skill. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's right. And just by a bit of unfortunate situation i suppose but um i was going all the way through the the application process to become a cadet in the police service and um at the time the um the prime minister disbanded the cadets 
service at the to to be able to go into the police cadets at the age of 16 so i was leaving school going oh i I haven't got anywhere to go now so i fell back to my option two which which was an electrician so i did an apprenticeship and um as i was going through that journey it was it was kind of the inherent distrust of pensions really um i didn't really understand it i couldn't really connect with it either and but what i could connect with was real estate because I could see it, I could touch it, I could go and drive and, you know, knock on the front door kind of thing. And that's how I got influenced. But it's, it's really interesting, the journey one takes, isn't it, to get to your, your kind of uh, career destination. Which is, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think as well that when I started working in these real estate companies, you know, just doing the admin side, it was it was very, um, I mean, I'm a, I love people watching in general, um, but, you know, watching these different real estates, it's 100% commission in New Zealand. So if you don't sell a house, you don't earn anything, you will starve to death and you will you know, not die, but look, you, will, you will just have not, nothing. So you've got to sell. And it was very interesting watching these real estate agents and how, you know, some could do so well and make so much money and then others just couldn't make anything in six months and they'll go on then they'll back to going into a normal, what I call a normal job because real estate yeah. agency in New Zealand is not your typical normal job, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I loved watching that and I, I quite quickly realized that um, I've got no education. I come from no money. If I want to have a, a life that I dream of, I'm going to have to, really knuckle down and do some work and it's there if I want it and I can be like those successful real estate agents but um yeah yeah it was just very interesting watching it absolutely incredible I'm sure your your auntie was very successful as well it certainly sounds like she was yeah yeah strong woman (laughs) (laughs) fantastic I mean you know maybe tell us a little bit about the key milestones and achievements in your property journey thus far yeah, I think the um, achievements, I mean, moving, when I moved here in 2012, I moved straight to Cornwall, my partner's Cornish, so that's where we we moved to. And um, I, I'd had a portfolio, a small portfolio in uh, Christchurch in New Zealand and uh, with the next partner and earthquakes and all sorts of situations like that. So I, I, I had nothing. I moved to the UK with nothing. That portfolio was gone. And, you know, I was starting from scratch. And one thing that I knew was I needed a pot of cash to be able to buy. It's not cheap to buy in Cornwall. Even back then, (laughs) it wasn't cheap. So, uh, you know, I needed that pot of money. So I looked around at what I could do. And rent to rent was something that would give me my pot of cash to go and buy, buy some assets. So, um, So I hit the ground running in 2012 with that and did very well. Looking back now, I realised, um, I thought, oh, people must like me. They're giving me their large properties. <laughs> they must really trust me and like me. Uh, no, I think people just really wanted to get rid of their big houses. And it was just perfect timing for me do- doing rent to rent and people wanting to, um, they couldn't rent these big properties, you know. So I was solving a problem back then. Yeah. And um, so so it did really well with that. We used the money to do um, HMOs. HMOs were our thing and still are our thing, a big love um and yeah so that was a pretty big big milestone to be able to do that successfully mm-hmm. um and that business has kind of transitioned into a Cornish letting agency so it does lettings and property management known for its HMOs as well HMO management um so that's a nice wee thing to have as well like it's a it's a local business and I love it um so it's quite a good milestone um 
my networking. I do networking in Cornwall. I've got, um, I run Cornwall's property networking event, but I also have a business event that I do for property construction and trade. Um, and that there, you know, I wouldn't say that I financially benefit from that, but it's something um, to give back to. I love the whole support local and support local business and stuff. And it's a way for me to give back to that business community, spend my time with them, introduce them to people and, you know, and, and see that little group thrive. So I loved on that. So that's quite a milestone as well. Um, yeah, I think that's the mar- a couple mm. of milestones anywhere, a few. Yeah, absolutely. And there's many more. I know, I know there's many more there, but uh, no, it's just, just really interesting. The migration from, you know, starting to, um, you know, getting a, a lettings business and, you know, moving on to the estate agent side of things and, mm. and all the rest of it. It's just, just really interesting. And, you know, the, um, the rent to rent is, is great because you, you, you're gaining the experience, the actual on the ground, you know, boots on the ground experience, aren't you, to be able to then transition into your, your business where you're offering that service to other people. So it's Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's what I've, you know, all the systems and procedures I've got now were thanks to that business taking off because it was quite a chaotic time. Um, so what we've got now is thanks to that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, no more chaos. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, Latoya, we know that things don't always go according to plan, do they? <laughs> so can you, maybe you could just take us through something that you've encountered unexpectedly and how you overcame that challenge? Um overcome so gosh this is an interesting one I think (laughs) I think business wise um I think there was a period there where I got perhaps caught up in the business um I guess this could be quite a controversial thing to say but having a letting agency uh in my opinion will not make you rich (laughs) it's not going to make you um loads and loads of cash you know it's a it can be a time suck so you've got to really think about why you're doing it you've got to be you know um doing it for other reasons other than just income and money you know so whether you want to have things managed a certain way or or whatnot so um you know I got kind of sucked into the business for a while there and so to actually change my mindset and change what I was doing to bring people into the business so that I can be Focusing on other things, bringing assets in, you know, whether that's through JVs or lease options or buying, you know, bringing the assets in because that's the that's the money. Okay. The letting agency is there to manage it and do exactly what I want my okay. way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, because we do a lot for other people. We've got a lot of landlords that we work for as yeah. well. So um, yeah. the letting agency isn't just for my portfolio, and you you can easily get sucked into doing low hourly rate tasks. Mm. And yeah, that, that sucked me in for a while. Yeah, yeah. I had to get I dig myself out of that little hole. Yeah. By, by getting like, more more resource on. Is that how Yeah, you, so um so uh having a team, you know, virtual assistants, bringing them into the leading agency, bringing in a, a lot more systems and um getting rid of the phone. The phone mm-hmm. for a long time, I never realized you're know, coming from New Zealand where it's a hundred percent commission, you know, if you don't answer that phone within three rings, mm. money's gone. You know, you better answer that phone real quick. So yeah. I, I I was programmed into that. And it wasn't until I moved to this country and my partner was like, 
you you are glued to that phone. Like you are really glued to it. And I thought, God, I never thought about it like that. You know, I, it doesn't matter whether I was mid-conversation with them. We could be in a serious conversation. That phone would ring and it would take priority over everything. Yes. So um, so by letting go and passing over the phone, um, that was another, that was a milestone, you know, because that was a big thing to me. Um, I thought mm-hmm. I have this thing that I call, it's called self-employed syndrome. You know, only I'm good at that. Only I can do that yeah. the best. And the yeah. phone was that for me. So Absolutely. Rid of that, that, that was a good milestone as well, actually. Yeah. And, and I think with that letting, that lettings business, you know, being really embedded into the property market with your networking as well that you do, you know, every single month, you know, it just gives you the opportunity to to access opportunities and deals that may come along. You know, you you you'll see, and I'm sure you do see, you know, landlords where they're trying to maybe off, you know, dispose of portfolios or dispose of properties, those sort of things. And you've kind of got to be there, haven't you? So yeah. although as you as you say, it's it's probably not going to set the world on fire in terms right. of income but it's it's almost like a conduit to something else it really is it's um so we have bought some of the portfolios so that has been good um but also uh the next stage we are bringing somebody into the business again who um is going to be doing um focusing on the commercial side for us so bringing uh, in commercial deals and that sort of thing so that's another thing coming in so you know um somebody else will be in charge of that and and setting that all up for us under the business Mm. but as again feeding that um pipeline you know opportunities that it's just opportunities you've got to do something with it but it's feeding that pipeline absolutely it's certainly an ambition of ours you know at a point in time when the time is right to to, you know, you, you of course we we go out at the moment and we use external sources to manage our portfolio, but but there's got to be a point in time where you kind of start to bring that in the house, you know, and then you as you say you, you get so close to not only your own portfolio in terms of the management and your tenants and all the rest of it through your your staff members, but I think you can then offer those services to third parties and that's where the opportunity could come. So it's it's almost like the virtual circle, isn't it? You know, yeah. generating pipeline and, and away you go. So that's, that's really great, really great. Um, so what lessons have you learned along the way? Um, lessons along the way are to, this is a tough one again. I want to say be more trusting, but I'm also, my personality is quite, you know, like, um, I don't know, you know, at some point in time, you've got to trust working with other people. You can't do everything alone. Um, and I'm sure just the same as yourself, you've had, you've had some amazing relationships and you've had other people perhaps pull on you and it's, it really can affect you and, and how you deal with people. Um, but I think really, a, you know, a lesson would be just trust mm-hmm. a little, a little bit more, you know, especially with my business, um, you know, bringing this guy in to do the commercial stuff. Would I have done that 10 years ago or would have I done it myself? You know, so now I think I've learned now, like it's okay to, to trust. It's okay to give it a go. Um, you know, put some things in place for safety um, yep. contract things like that but but yep. give it a go make that absolutely. step absolutely i think it's it, it can be the entrepreneur's curse can't it that you know as as individuals and to be entrepreneurial you're you're kind of very i'm con- going to do everything i'm going to control everything i'm going to 
because nobody else can do it better than me, surely, you know, this sort yeah. of thing. But that that is so limiting, isn't it? Yeah. So limiting. And you get limited by the number of days, sorry, number of days in the week or the number of hours in the day, you know, and therefore you just won't be able to flourish and grow. And, you know, over the years, you know, we, we've, you're quite right, you know, you, you you bump into great people and they, mm. you know, they stick with you and they're just an, almost, it's almost like a part of the family type, mm. type relationship. But equally, you can have other people that it doesn't quite work, you know, this sort of thing. And it, but I've always found it, it starts with the, it starts with the gut, <laughs> how you feel, you know, if something's not right, it's kind of, it just doesn't feel quite right, you know, that sort of thing. And, and um, generally plays out to be not the right decision. But, you know, I think we just have to go through these processes, take, take the positive from them and just move on. So that's, um, yeah, that's certainly my experience. <laughs> really, really good. So what what are your plans for the future? Oh, plans for the future. So um, Luke and I are on a bit of a mission down here in Cornwall. Um, I know it's the same everywhere else in the UK, but we've got a housing crisis down here. It is quite bad. Um, also because we are a holiday destination. And thank you, Section 24, for helping the holiday <laughs> <laughs> the holiday market probably didn't really need any help down in Cornwall, but um, Section 24 has been a bit of a killer here. And, um, you know, we need more rental properties. So Luke and I are on a bit of a mission to bring empty or underused commercial properties back into use um, as residential accommodation, ASTs, you know, your standard tenants. That That's what we want to do. So, um, so yeah, anyone who's interested in that same mission, happy to connect because I think, I think you know, it's, it's not just in Cornwall, but... It's, it's really tough down here. The letting agency, you know, we, we've almost become not, I don't know, it's, I cannot tell you how many times people email us, message us on social media, friends of friends contact us and say the same old story, you know, this person's going to be homeless soon. They've got, you know, two kids or, and you just not become used to it, but it's, it's a story we hear constantly we need more accommodation down here, more rental accommodation. So, and, and I don't think Section 24 is going to get reversed anytime soon. So we might no, as well just do it ourselves and sort out the problem. Absolutely. And you, you know, and your, your strategy, you know, we've, we've been working together for nearly a year now, which is amazing. And, you know, your strategy of, you know, finding commercial property that's a, a bit tired and, and, you know, lost its purpose and, and direction in the world to be able to repurpose it into beautiful, you know, residential accommodation units and and do your bit, you know, to be able to support, um, you know, society in that location, I think is uh, extremely admirable. And, and also it enables you to grow your portfolio in, in quick, fashion as well which is equally as good so you know just just keep going yes. that's the thing yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got to keep going and finding those opportunities which is which is great yeah so um yeah uh, mark um wrote a, a book and he got together a number of authors some a couple of years ago now and it was called advice to younger self and i was very privileged actually mark asked me to to write a chapter in the in the book um and it certainly those that know me, um, you know, that's certainly outside my comfort zone, you know, in, in kind of, um, kind of extending my, uh, my past into, into the future as well. So, but it, so it took me to a great place actually, where, um, it, it multiple levels, 
one, it enabled me to tick that box and kind of get it all out in terms of my history. Um, but also because I'm, you know, I've got four children, you know, multi-generational uh, issues are really top of my priority in life as well. And it's enabled me to to use my my children to proofread the chapter. <laughs> and they, they learned just by reading the chapter a lot more about me probably than the new actually in the first instance which is really quite interesting so they uh, they critiqued it within an inch of its life and uh, a bit. There we, yeah, we got we got the chapter out there and it's, it's a wonderful book uh, advice to younger self and all the proceeds go to charity and have uh, made raise many many thousands of pounds for uh, a number of uh, well-deserving charities over the years which is great so i'd put that question to you so if you if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what what would it be? I would probably say take more risks. Yeah. I'm a very, like, not a warrior, but I will, um, you know, always be thinking of, um, I'm not a pessimistic either, but I will always be thinking of, like, the good but also the bad. <laughs> so I think if I could, if I could talk to my, you know, you know, 18, 19, 20 year old in real estate, I would say take more risks. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. And it, and it is, isn't it? You know, you know, life, business, entrepreneurship um, is, is an amazing journey, but, and we're going to make mistakes and that's just, that's just the course of life. And I know, you know, the kind of the generation I've come from, it's, you know, making this mistake is a really, really bad thing. But actually, I think you've got to make mistakes, and you, because it's the quickest way of learning. <laughs> you know, you know, the, you know, if we could all adopt the the policy of like the airline industry, and you know, even even Formula One, you know, there's mm. a it's a total no blame culture, mm. and it's all about constant improvement. And the only way you improve is by analysing what didn't go quite mm. so well. You know. Yeah. And then, then trying to find a plan to improve, and then implement that, and everybody grows together, you know, which is just absolutely uh, wonderful. So, there we go. So, if you haven't read the book, don't read the book. I've got it. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Look, the toilet's been absolutely wonderful. Um, I, people, if, you know, how can they follow you or get in touch in the future? Yeah, so um, so if you search outsourcing your property business, Latoya McDonald, you'll find me. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, this as well will be going on my YouTube. So I've got a YouTube and I've also got my own podcast now, which I'm so excited about. So this will also be going on uh, my podcast too. So, so yeah, so you can pretty much find me everywhere. Fantastic. You, you can interview me then on that one. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a good old grilling. <laughs> How long you got? <laughs> Fantastic, Lord Latoya. It's been absolutely wonderful. You know, you you always when we meet, you've always got uh, you know the sunshine is always out. You know when we meet, and it's just fantastic. Your personality is just great, and you know I wish you all the best going forward. And you know we've been Mark and myself have been delighted to work with you. Um, and Luke, you know, along the journey and continue to do so. So thank you yes. very, very much for joining us today yeah. and, uh, and sharing a bit of your, your journey. Perfect. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. So that's the, the Property Developers and Investors podcast. It's Nigel Green uh, with Latoya McDonald. Thank you very much. 
for listening to this episode. And if you would like more inspiration, why not join our Facebook group, Property Developers and Investors, or visit our website, www.equaacademy.co.uk.